Hi friends, it's Roz. Welcome to the first episode of Nabia today. She spoke not her own words, but those that were divinely received. Today I'd like to talk about competition. I was involved in an activity and I noticed that people were very protective over the people that were in this particular group. And I began to think about the fact that what is for you is for you. It's really easy to get caught up in a spirit of competition. And usually that is led by a spirit of scarcity or lack when there's only a certain amount of space at the top. And that actually is in line with some of the definitions of the word competition. One of them says that it's an activity or exercise where two or more people are involved where there can't be a shared win. So somebody's success is going to lead to someone's failure. It also talked about a competition for supremacy, to be the best, to be number one. And that has some appropriate application. Sports, for instance, in a race, only one runner can come in first. Only one horse can come in first. And in the sports world, again, um, usually there's one ultimate champion at the end of the season. So I'm not here to say that competition is bad or wrong. But I just want to say that we should keep it in perspective and in balance and that it's not appropriate to all situations. As I said before, I think that what's for you is for you, especially in God. If he's called you to do something, there's more than enough people that are ready to hear the message that he has placed within you. So you don't have to worry about someone getting there ahead of you or someone stealing, which I know people can steal other people's businesses and other people's uh, prospects. But when you've heard from God, you shouldn't act in a way that denies his power, his ability to do the thing that he promised, because he will fulfill that. And there are more than enough people that will listen to you, enough that will meet your need in the situation and create abundance and overflow for other people. So whether you're a pastor and you're worried about someone taking your flock, don't worry about the numbers. If you're on Facebook and you have a group, don't worry about how many likes and shares. I know that it's challenging to think like that, but don't be numbers conscious. Don't be Don't hold on to your people, release them. Don't try to control situations. Instead, work on yourself so that you can be the best you that you can be. And secondly, use your gifts and your talents to bless other people within your sphere of influence. And three, connect with and collaborate with others 
who are like-minded, who share in the thing that you're passionate about. In the book of Jeremiah, it talks about the land of plenty. That's all I was thinking about the other day when this came to me is the land of plenty. And I didn't remember where it was in scripture, so I asked uh, Dr. Google and I found Jeremiah 2, 7 and some other verses after that. You can go and read it for yourself. But basically, God had taken them into the land of plenty where there was plenty for them there was provision for them and instead of calling on God they begin to think about things that have no value so they created other gods and we can easily do this too we create other gods numbers and status and influencer and first lady and all of these other things that we desire to be titles and positions and being first and being in the elite category or sitting in the front row, all these things that we think are important but really have no value. And we forget that he has taken us to the land of plenty where there is sufficiency for everything that we could ever need. So the next time that you're tempted to be competitive with someone, even if they're being competitive with you, Stop and realize that God, as he has called you, has made provision for you. And there is no lack in him. There is no good thing which he will withhold. Amen.